Welcome back to Would You Gaming. January is usually a quiet time in the gaming space, but it seems like that's not going to be the case this year. Of course, we had the acquisition of Activision by Microsoft. Also recently had Bungie acquired by Sony. And Pokemon Legends Arceus was released just over a week ago, just at a week ago now. want to discuss that game with you, give my thoughts on it thus far, how it's shaping up, and how I think it's a good step in the evolution for the series as a whole. First off, if you're new here, make sure you give us a follow on one of our social platforms. We're trying to upload more regularly to the YouTube channel as well, so give us a follow there. If you have any suggestions on how we may improve the podcast going forward, we always encourage that as well. Reach out to us and let us know what you think. First and foremost, wanted to discuss Sony acquiring Bungie. They did this, they said, to bolster their live services catalog. And I had watched an episode of Spawn Wave where he discussed how he believed that this was going to be done so they could have gamers on both PC and the PlayStation ecosystem playing those live services games, similar to Bungie's recent title of Destiny and Destiny 2, because those titles generate a lot of income with microtransactions, just being a live service as a whole, cosmetic items that players can purchase. I know myself, I played a lot of I dabbled a little bit in the cosmetics, and I'm not big on those as a whole, but it even drew me in somewhat because there were some neater things there. So they're going to use this to try to bolster their war chest and to fund those great first-party titles that we see from them over the years, those Horizons, those God of Wars, because the cost of those titles just continue to go up to produce them. Spawn Wave stated that this is what they're doing. They'll likely use these live services games as a means of just funding those. You have to imagine that that's going to make a nice bottom line, keep your shareholders happy as well. I think they paid $3.2 billion for this transaction. Let me just check that. Let's see here. It's $3.6 billion was the cost of this acquisition. And it's interesting to me that we have Activision supposed to go to Microsoft, which has a lot of the titles that we remember from the original PlayStation lineup, the Crash Bandicoots, the Spyro, the Dragons, if the DOJ doesn't shut that down because they're trying to look into that and make sure it isn't going to promote a monopoly there. So they're looking into that to make sure that it's not going to harm the ecosystem for consumers and companies as a whole and just keep competition going because they like to do that but if it if this goes through if that goes through they'll have those titles and now the main seller for the xbox the original xbox series halo the developer of that is actually going to go to sony now again they state that they're going to be an independent subsidiary and multi-platform that multi-platform probably only means that it's going to be on pc as well i don't see it going to um, to the Microsoft ecosystem unless I'm just wrong and they want that additional revenue from the competitors ecosystem as well. It'd be interesting to see if we have something similar to MLB the show releasing on the Nintendo Switch where it states published by Sony. We have something like that with Microsoft uh, Xbox title listing Sony published on there but I don't see them releasing their next first person shooter that they might make in the Destiny series onto the Xbox, if you ask me. It's not just going to be Hawk Moons and Strikes they're not getting anymore. It's going to be a whole different game. That's my opinion on it, because you don't spend this amount of money on a developer just to allow games to go to your competitor, because you want to keep people on your ecosystem selling your hardware as well. 
That may not be true. We'll just have to wait and see how the this develops over time. But I feel like Sony actually has somebody now who could make them a decent first-person shooter. So even if the deal with Activision goes through, Microsoft purchasing them, they would have that to fall back on. The original Destiny had excellent gunplay and was a fun game overall. I wasn't a huge fan of the sequel in Destiny 2. There was just too many changes and it was... It was just very meh. In the original title, there was a lot of customization on your character. So you, you had three different classes, but there were multiple ways you could run them. You could run a bulkier warlock or a faster warlock. You could run a high recovery hunter who's quick or high armor and quick. No recovery at all. And that was just absent in Destiny 2. There wasn't the option to do all that. Along with this, the uh, supers that they had in there, they... The, the shield titan was a bubble but he they added him like captain america's shield it just wasn't enough innovation for my taste i feel like they could have done a whole lot more with the the title and the ip as a whole if they'd have kept this same energy of the original title going but that's just what i preferred this acquisition though it definitely puts Sony in a good place to continue generating revenue over the years because we know that they're going to want to continue to put out these first party titles that draw people to their platforms the god of wars are highly praised over the years but they do take a long time and a lot of resources to develop as i stated if they can have something going to generate the revenue where they're not crunched for those sales maybe we'll get a price break on those games a little bit sooner because those titles do hold on to their value a lot more than they typically did if you look at Sony's games over the years, I mean, even Demon's Souls, it just recently around Christmas got a price break. It held at that $70 mark for the longest time. So it's showing us that Sony is similarly mimicking Nintendo in this, where they're valuing their first-party titles. They're not necessarily going on sale as quickly as some of the others might. Now, you can still go to your big box stores like your Walmarts and get them $10 cheaper on launch date. But the developer themselves is not discounting these. You don't see any steep discounts where they're 20, 30, 50% off until 9, 10 months down the road, even longer at times. And to me, that's, that's interesting, your value at this, because as we see with the gaming industry, the name of the game is release it. And a lot of times you see a discount on that title in less than 30 days, or in 30 days in a month or so, you'll likely see a steep discount. And it's, Oftentimes, it's better to just wait on a title a little bit and you get that discount instead of just paying outright, especially with, with games sometimes being on the shorter side of things. If it's something that doesn't have a lot of longevity, you definitely want to get the most bang for your buck in that regard. But uh, they have 10 live services games in development at this time, and I have to imagine they're going to have Bungie on that, lending their expertise on this, because like I said, with over the course of Destiny 1 and 2, there have been a lot of microtransactions. Of course, the Destiny IP and Bungie worked with Activision originally before they borrowed some money from Tencent to actually purchase that IP as a whole. So it's a good thing they did so before Activision was acquired. Otherwise, that might be tied up legally with this whole Microsoft mess there. And it gives Sony as a whole a fighting chance in this console generation, especially if their best-selling game of last year, Call of Duty, is not coming this year or next. Next up, I wanted to discuss Pokemon Legends Arceus. 
The title released last Friday, and I have to say it is a decent step in the right direction for the Pokemon series. There is plenty going right for this title. There are some things that I don't care for as a whole, and we'll get into that. First, let's look at the things that are good about the game. It, it offers different mechanics. You could sneak around, capture Pokemon without even battling, which is a nice step. The tables have been turned, as you see so many memes on the internet these days, where there are people showing them hiding in the tall grass, ready to ambush the Pokemon, whereas in the original titles, of course, you want to stay out of the tall grass if you're trying to avoid those Pokemon. Or if you're trying to catch one, you want to be in it. So it's definitely a different feel to the game. On top of this, it seems that they're more streamlined on the move set. I've noticed that a lot of the moves that lower, used to lower like special attack or just attack in general, they just overall, they're just blanket. So if uh, you use like Snarl, then it lowers just their offensive abilities as a whole. It's not specifically their special attack or special or regular attack that is affected by this. And there are still stats. If you look at the stats for your Pokemon, they still have all the base stats. They have special attack, special defense, and attack and defense. So that was a little bit strange to me there, but no big thing there. Uh, the abilities for Pokemon are not present in this title. And it seems like even when you're lowering attack or raising defense or special defense, it doesn't necessarily raise them like stages like it would in the original Pokemon series. It simply raises them and is for a set number of terms. I'm, I'm thinking that when you do this, that if you continue to do that same move, that it just extends the duration of it because eventually they revert back. Unlike the original title where they wouldn't revert unless there was some change like uh, the enemy brought in somebody who knew Intimidate, brought in a Mon who knew Intimidate, it might lower your attack back down to base stat or down a stage. It's just like there's, it's just the the duration of it that you're extending there. And it, that's a little bit different to me. I'm, I'm not, a, I don't hate it as a whole. It's just different. It's just different as a whole. The battle styles and everything, the, the ability to actually ambush your opponents. If you aim a Pokeball with their back with your Pokemon in it, you can get a couple attacks off before they can even do anything. The addition of alpha Pokemon, which are larger Pokemon, which have higher base stats. Somebody had told me, you know, their stats aren't higher, and that just simply isn't true. I compared a Weasel with a alpha that I had caught, and the alpha clearly had higher stats, higher attack, HP, everything along those lines. And I, I, I've been going around capturing a lot of those. I'm about 30 hours into the game. I haven't completed a whole great deal of the story. But I'm enjoying every bit of it so far. And if this is the evolution the series is going in, I only hope they flesh it out a little bit more in the future. And that maybe we have those abilities that we're accustomed to and we have those moves that typically would affect special attack and special defense. Do so in that way and maybe raise by stages instead of just for a set number of turns. It's not a perfect game by any means. There are issues with it that I'm that I'm not overly thrilled about. You ride around on a Weirdeer. It's the first Pokemon that you get as a mode of transportation. And in order for you to capture Pokemon or anything like that, you would actually have to get off the Weirdeer. I'd like the ability to actually just be running around and throw a Pokeball and capture one. That would be pretty cool. I know with the Basket Legion, which I've not gotten to as of yet, I've seen in the trailers where people would 
be throwing a Pokeball as it jumped out of the water. And I feel like we missed the mark by not having that available on the other mounts that are available throughout the game. If we had those, then it would definitely be a little bit more seamless and wouldn't feel so jarring and out of place there. You can uh, ride around and you can pick up no the normal items you would throughout the map while on the back of Weirder. So I don't see why you wouldn't be able to throw a Pokeball or throw a Pokemon out to battle something like that. Another thing you can... While you're standing in the field in a town or whatever, you can basically throw out every one of your Pokemon let them stand around there. Uh, a friend of mine has stated, you know, it would be cool if they could follow you around like in the Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and in the DLC for the Sword and Shield, the Crown Tundra. It would be cool if that was an ability there. And, and what was the other DLC there? The Isle of Armor. The Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra DLC there. If they could follow you around, it would be a little bit more neat, even if they were running behind your weird ear there trying to catch up a lot of our favorite mons have returned in this title of course they streamlined it a bit and they changed the evolutions for the starters i wasn't the biggest fan of the typhlosion that we saw originally but once i evolved it i noticed that when in battle he has a mane on that makes him look a little less derpy i feel like typhlosion would have had a lot less hate on the internet if when it was leaked, they showed his version in battle because he looks kind of ridiculous when he's not in battle. It just looks like an emo kid there. But when in battle, has that giant purple mane. And it looks pretty, pretty neat, if I say so myself. Overall, it is a fantastic title and definitely a right step in the direction of for the evolution of the series as a whole, if I say so myself. I'm a longtime fan of this, but I can see this being able to draw in some other people just because it seems so different. And one thing I find very interesting, they were able to sneak in the same old turn-based battles that we had in the original titles with a fresh coat of paint because the battles pretty much are unchanged aside from the addition of agile and strong style moves. There, of course, the feet, speed stat in combat is a little bit different. There are a couple different moves that are actually available now that you can get. But the combat style as a whole has not really changed. It's still the same turn-based combat that we've known for the last, what, 25 years now? That's not changed at all. So they've snuck that in there, but everything has a fresh coat of paint, so it doesn't necessarily feel that way. Running from battles is a little bit different. You can either choose the option to run or get far enough away from the combat as a whole, and then at that point, it'll automatically end the combat. Some of these side quests are a little bit kind of dumb to try to actually get done because in one you have to find a weasel that is larger than another, uh, a small, a, a large, and then a larger weasel, and unless you catch the alpha. I've seen people say online where they've like caught 30 of them before they actually got the correct size. Thankfully, I was able to find the alpha myself and just take care of that. The one that has given me the trouble is actually finding Cherim. There's Cherim in a shaking tree somewhere, and I have not run across that as of yet, and that's one of the side quests that I've not completed. I've spent a lot of time just going around catching alphas and doing those side quests as a whole because I'm just having so much fun being immersed in the world and just working through the story slowly but surely. I've caught a lot of space-time distortions. Since unlocking that in the alphas, I've just sidetracked and I've just wandered off doing my own thing there. And I've, I'm about, I've got all Pokemon up to level 80 that will obey me. And I have the Ultra Balls unlocked. And it's, there's no badges and they, they gate it, gatekeep it in that way. 
So you can have stronger Pokemon, of course, that would not obey you. Typically, these things, I forget what they're called. I think they're called stars or something like that. But that is what allows you to get stronger Pokemon. It doesn't necessarily unlock new areas, but it unlocks new Pokeballs, new forms of the Pokeball. Of course, they had the Acorn Pokeball, the Great Ball. They had the uh, Feather Ball, the Light Ball, the Heavy Ball. It's just different variations of the balls we've known over the generations. And the, the Light Ball and the Heavy Ball have iterations like a stronger and weaker form, depending on what, how far you've progressed in the game with the uh, badge system. I'm just going to call it the badge system because I'm not 100% certain what it's called at this time. And they gatekeep it in that way, allowing you to catch stronger mods. Now, it is easy, even some of the Alpha Mons who are very difficult to catch. There are means you can make treats and lures and throw them away. And while the Pokemon's back is to you, you could throw a regular Pokeball and you could tell how easy they are to catch by hovering over them, like locking onto them. If it's green, there is pretty much a guaranteed catch. Might be a slight variation on that yellow, a little bit difficult. And it, it just adds another layer to the game, makes it a little bit easier for you to tell, well, am I going to chuck this ball? Is there a 1% chance of me catching this? Or will I not? Now, that's only available if you're not in combat with them. And like I said, you could capture the majority of the mons in the game by not even battling. Just sneaking around, throw a lure out there, hit them in the back, and you have an increased chance of capturing them. Along with that, if you Throw the if you throw their favorite food out there, it upgrades the uh, chance of you catching them from yellow to green, just further just simplifying things even even more. It's a it's a good title overall. I'd recommend it to a newcomer to the series or someone returning. It's a shame they didn't include the like I said the the uh, abilities. I haven't checked to see if the natures are there. I'll have to look. When I get back, I guess they actually they are because there are certain stats. If you look at the stats, instead of needing the evaluator like you would the judge function in uh, previous titles that you would unlock later in the game, you can just look at the stats and it'll say like defense down or an attack up or whatever nature they actually have. It lets you know that straightforwardly. I can't say good enough good things about the title and I recommend it to anybody who may be on the fence about it. Definitely different from your mainline Pokemon titles, not the same old turn-based battle that it appears to be, adds a little bit more in the way of customization and options as far as attacking even some of the evolutions. There are some evolution lines that require you to use certain moves and certain styles with Weirdeer. In order to evolve from Stantler, you had to use Shield Bash in an Agile style 20 times. And I know there's at least one more like that. I can't think of the name of I think it might be the Growlithe, but I could be wrong about that. There's at least one. No, 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 no. It's the Quillfish. It's the Quillfish. You have to use its signature move in a strong style. I watched a video on that yesterday. Some, something great there for long returning Pokemon fans, and I think it'd be great for newcomers to the series as a whole. It's just my opinion on it, though. Let me know what you guys think. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Let us know if there's anything we can improve and enjoy.